the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, from the rooftop of the Rockies, it's Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn. Coming in hot and heavy at 4.06 on your Sunday night. Good evening. I'm Randy Corcoran, your guest host tonight. For everybody's favorite, the historic Backbone Radio, Dr. Dunn is doing what good dads everywhere do, making memories for his wife and kids. And, man, what a pleasure and an honor it is to get a chance to return the favor. Dr. Dunn has stepped up so many times for me since the unexpected loss of my wife back in June. And uh, I think this is the first time since I you know, got back in the game, back in the saddle, started trying to plow ahead that I've had a chance to sit in and do the same for him. So just gracious thank yous. He stepped up even last week. I had a a surgery moved up, and it was tougher than I thought. So I just, it was a Friday, and I just couldn't, uh, didn't think I could do Saturday. So there he was, the good old Doc, and uh, I'm awfully glad to be here with you. Our phone number, of course, 303-696-1971, 696-1971, as live and local continues here on the weekends. On 710 KNUS, I look at my show from Saturday nights, Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, and Backbone Radio is kind of the uh, the readjustment period, the readjustment bureau to get everybody's head right, to get out from under all of the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine propaganda and get a chance to push back a little bit, talk back a little bit, because I, for one, remain unafraid and unwilling to back down as our country continues to spin the counterclockwise down the portal to hell, as far as I'm concerned. The image of swirling down the drain seems to occur a lot when you see and hear what's going on. And we're going to talk about an awful lot of it. Last night on my show, we wound up getting sidetracked some, talking about we had people calling in with Christmas stories and and uh, stories of loss and lost loves, which, of course, resonates with me quite a bit right now and, and really didn't cover the politics that I had come in raring to go with last night. So we've got a bunch of that for you tonight. But something that came up unexpectedly last night on my show, just too good to be true. And that was the return of my good friend Katie Hopkins from Great Britain, just a wonderful grassroots activist outspoken courageous she's been arrested she's had her house raided she's been silenced in great britain and she will not back down and she returned to twitter she is back on x and um, elon musk has been doing an awful lot of that in fact later on in backbone radio i'm going to be playing an interview just a couple of minutes of an interview that that Jack Posobiec did with Elon Musk about the free speech space that Elon Musk is trying to turn Twitter into, almost said back into or into again, but really when you think about it, 
with what we know now about the Cretans who were in charge of tweet, Twitter and then the way the federal government and the Department of Justice, the FBI particularly, was micromanaging, sending tips, saying, you know, this should be maybe looked into or pulled down or whatever. And, and thanks to Matt Taibbi and Elon Musk for exposing so much of that. We forget because it goes by so quickly. But Elon Musk invest in, investing a chunk of his personal fortune into this platform because his vision, his belief is it can and should be the greatest platform for free speech on the face of the earth. And I think you'll really be impressed. And, you know, I have questions about Elon Musk, no doubt about that. I get concerned about AI and the things they want to implant into our brains and you know, technology gone too far. Will Are we replacing God with computer chips? And, you know, all of those questions, philosophical and practical, that come to mind. But you've got to give credit for where credit is due. And when you hear what Elon Musk had to say with Jack Posobiec, I imagine you will agree with that. But I just thought Sunday night, you know, we're, what, two weeks away now uh, from Christmas Eve. <laughs> wow. My first Thanksgiving, my first Christmas, uh, my family's first Christmas, you know, without their mom, without my wife, uh, a season of firsts, and yet there's just so much to be joyful about. There's so much to be grateful for. There's so much to continue fighting for and traditions to be made and, and everything else, and there is always room for humor. So if you've ever heard Katie Hopkins, I mean, she's been in studio here with me. Uh, she took on Peter Boyles and... And uh, they were supposed to have a public debate, and Pete wound up, you know, not making that one for some reason. I never really got all the details about that, but um, she is just absolutely fearless and funnier than than anybody in the activist realm that I can think of. And so she has a post now that she's back up on X, still like to call it Twitter, but X already it was put up yesterday just yesterday in fact i think it came up last night during my show because i was just uh, during a break you know i'll check the news feed make on twitter and elsewhere and make sure nothing new that i need to talk about and uh and there she was and so we played this last night and in case you weren't with us this is um this is entitled dedicated to all the pricks who pushed the jab I can hold it. Yeah, I can hold it. It's fine. It's fine. Wait, man. I got to set this up first. She's holding a needle up to her arm. She's dressed in a, you know, a tank top kind of sweater, so her arms are bare. And she's got a needle jabbed in to her left arm just under the left shoulder. And she's acting as though she's, you know, talking to the nurse or the doctor or whoever is about to light her up. So here we go again. I can hold it. Yeah, I can hold it. It's fine. It's fine. Hi. It's Margaret. I'm excited because I'm here at the vaccination centre getting my booster. It's my 45th booster. I've had 44 boosters. I've had COVID 14 times. But I know if I hadn't had my 49 boosters, my COVID would have been so much worse. And today I get a threefer. Threefer. I know. I thought it was buy one, get one free, but it's threefer. I've got my booster. I've got my cold and flu, and I've got my shingles, which I didn't know I needed, but I definitely must do. At this point, I'll be made up more of boosters and vaccines than I will of blood. And guess what I got given today? This. Oh, a 
prick loyalty card. I'm so excited. So every time I get a booster or a jab or a prick or a vaccine, I get a loyalty reward point. And look how well I'm doing. Ah, I only need two more and then I can get myself a heart attack. I can hold it. Yeah, I can hold this fun. Yeah, only need two more. On her little special card there, <laughs> she can get herself a heart attack. It would be hilarious if it wasn't also sadly true that people are experiencing, some people, horrific side effects from the jab. But, you know, humor is a good way to convey a message. Um, it's a good reminder that even things that are as incredibly serious as that, uh, you can teach people, get people thinking about the consequences and the decisions that they're making if you simply use humor use wit use what's going on in society to try and get them you know sort of back into the game and that's funny and it's true that um you know they're just trying to load people up on these jabs but it's also very very serious listen to what the head of um, Medicine Canada or Health Canada has to say about a new variant of so-called vaccine that they're trying to shove down people's throats and into their arms. Today I'm here to talk to you about Health Canada's authorization of the new Moderna Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine targeting the Omicron XBB 1.5 subvariant. We've authorized this vaccine for people six months of age and older. The vaccine was authorized after an independent and thorough scientific review for safety, efficacy, and quality. After assessing all the data, we've concluded that there is strong evidence showing that the benefits of this vaccine outweigh the potential risks. Individuals who are five years of age and older should receive one dose of the vaccine, regardless of their COVID-19 vaccination history. And children between six months and four years of age should receive two doses if they have not previously been vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine, and if they have been previously vaccinated with one or more doses, they should receive a single dose. Two doses for your six-month-old. Beware as we head into this season. Be right back. On your radio, smartphone, or smart speaker, News Talk 710 KNUS. Best music on Backbone Radio. Thanks to master producer Blake Gallagher behind the glass. Phone lines are wide open on Backbone Radio, 303-696-1971, if you'd like to weigh in on any topic at all. Holiday musings. Trump surging. Biden failing. Democrats sounding dumber and dumber, as we will demonstrate here in just a minute. And then a chunk of audio that I didn't get to 
last night that uh, that I think is worthwhile, not because they mean anything, but because it's just so interesting to see how the remaining four pretenders to the presidency or the presidential nomination anyway are trying to deal with issues and with each other on the debate stage. So we'll get to some of that here before the night is over at, as well. But um, we had Katie Hopkins in that, just that hilarious thing with her prick card about the number of jabs that she could get. And if she just gets, I think, two or three more, then she gets to have a heart attack. And I segued from that into the director of Health Canada or chief medical advisor of Health Canada, Dr. Supriya Sharma, who is literally telling you to get double jabs from yet another new so-called vaccine for your six-month-old baby, unless they've already had a jab. Then they only need one of this wonderful new booster. Six-month-old babies don't die from COVID. The 90-plus percent of the population don't die from COVID. So not a doctor, not giving medical advice, just encouraging you to please take the humor of Katie Hopkins, but look into the facts of the damage that's being done to people who have jabbed and, and, and get the virus and then go and continue to jab again. And please, 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 before you stick any of that junk into your child's arm. Do your homework. Talk to your doctor, but then talk to other doctors. There are doctors who benefit financially by promoting and utilizing vaccines. And, you know, that's an incentive, I guess, and it's okay if it's a good thing, but the medical concerns should come first. Get a second opinion. Get a third opinion. Take advantage of a search engine, not Google. You're going to get funneled searches through Google. Do your homework, especially if you're responsible for somebody else, because, you know, we're almost to Christmas, a couple of weeks and a day away. End of the year is, what, uh, just three weeks from today will be New Year's Eve. And uh, you know the push is coming. The push is coming. We've got an election another presidential election. We're going to have health scares. We're going to have security scares. We've got terrorists in our country now. It's all going to get uglier and uglier. But some of these decisions are still your own. I don't think there's anybody who's mandating. Well, I, that's a broad statement that I probably shouldn't say. I am unaware of anybody. And listen, I handled a lot of these cases, forced jabs, airline pilots, and others. And the number of companies or industries or businesses that are mandating jabs is has dropped just magnificently because these people couldn't get people to work. The military had to put out a plea for people who refused to take the jab, were dishonorably or at least disrespectfully discharged from the military. And they're asking them to come back. We'll fully restore you to whatever classification you had. Your benefits will resume. Unbelievable. And, of course, it's not a corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled mainstream media conversation that they have. They're not out there. The, the news isn't commenting on, hmm, what should we think about this? The military, the woke military was so certain that it was crucial to the survival of the world that they stick 
what I believe to be poison into the arms of as many young and virile and healthy and courageous male and female and other soldiers as they could. But there were enough Americans who said, no, I don't trust your phony science. You lied to me about the origins of the CCP virus, the Communist Chinese Party Wuhan virus, shorthanded as COVID. You lied to us about that. You lied to us about the fact that the so-called vaccine would protect us from getting COVID. Then you said it would lessen our symptoms from getting COVID. Then you said it would help at least reduce the spread of COVID to people who kept taking your jabs and kept getting COVID. And the military took these young recruits. They stuck them in private, in isolated private rooms with other people so that they couldn't participate in, in drills and in the learning that they came to the military to do. And then let them go. Gave them deadlines. Kicked them out. And they can't meet their recruiting goals. And why would anybody volunteer right now for a military that's controlled by people like the ones who are in charge right now? But they literally had to beg for folks to come back and restore them to their original positions and ranks and benefits and pay. And I think it's been a while since I read this story. And, you know, I've been out of the loop, so I'm, I'm not as entrenched as I often am when I come in to talk to you. But I believe that they also um, were going to give them their back pay. I couldn't think of the word for back pay. Retro pay kept popping in my head. They were going to give them back pay for the time that they were discharged, I think. So if there's a fact checker out there, you let me know. But the bottom line, that they would have to be out there virtually begging people who they treated so horribly to come back tells you everything you need to know. And yet, as we're heading into another cold and flu season, the new head of the CDC, your Center for Disease Control, is also out there telling you this. Get your updated COVID and flu vaccines and your RSV vaccine if you're over 60. It's not too late to get vaccinated if you haven't already. And use additional layers of protection, like avoiding people who are sick, washing your hands, improving ventilation, and wearing a mask. And if you do get sick, I know it's hard, but stay home so you don't spread germs to others. And get tested so you know what you have and you can get treatment. Yeah, not totally opposed to testing. Certainly suggest staying home if you're sick. Washing your hands has been known since, what, the 1800s or so? When, when did... When did we really become aware of germs and their impact? I'd have to go back and look. But washing your hands is like the most basic of ideas. But wearing a mask, there is no evidence they can show you that a mask reduces your ability to suck in a microscopic particle of the flu or RSV or even the CCP virus. And yet there they are. Get your boosters. The drug companies are, this was pointed out last night on the show, the drug companies are, you don't even hear the disclaimers. You don't hear the disclaimers of, uh, you know, that usually come at the end of these shows for Viagra or new heart pills or new diabetes pills or whatever. 
where, you know, at the very end they have to tell you that, uh, you know, may cause diarrhea and constipation and you may have a heart attack and you may drop dead and die and your eyes may pop out and fall into your ears and you may be bleeding from your ears and please call a doctor if you have any of these symptoms. But relatively safe. Do you hear any of those kinds of warnings when they talk to you about these COVID-19 so-called I can't even call them vaccinations because they're not. All right, we're going to jump into some Republican politics. That's what we do best as we just getting warmed up here on Backbone Radio. Randy Corpin in for Dr. Dunn. Be back in a minute. Listen to podcasts of Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn at 710knus.com. Good music on a Sunday night. Backbone Radio, historic Backbone Radio. Randy Corcoran in for the good Dr. Matt Dunn, who I expect will be back next Sunday. I guess I never did verify that, but um, he's doing what all good dads do, and that's making memories with his family. So God bless him. And again, another just a warm thank you for the many times he stepped up for me during my many absences over the last six months. Here from 710K in U.S. Good to have you along. Our phone number is 303-696-1971, 696-1971. A lot of text messages coming in, warm wishes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, show suggestions, some topics that actually are on my mind tonight, so we will probably be talking about them. And then a question about the Arapaho Tea Party. I did mention this last night. This is There is no Arapaho Tea Party meeting this month. And so that would have normally been this coming Tuesday, but uh, we announced at the end of the November standing room only, literally people had to stand up in the, along the back walls the whole night. It was just such a great meeting. Um, and then, you know, we just, people just hung around after a lot of talking going on. Uh, a lot of people, you know, geared up uh, after the November elections this year, these off-year elections, and then just the excitement about next year and a presidential, the the end of the year. Um, it was an amazing, amazing turnout. We definitely had the room overmaxed, probably about 120 or so. But we announced no no meeting. We'll send out an email to people who are on our email list to remind them about that. No meeting this week. No December meeting at all for the Arapaho Tea Party. And if you're interested in, in what we do there, and it, it, it's interesting to me because uh, just seeing more and more people expressing, you know, kind of circling back to the Tea Party as they've been living out there in suburbia and watching their schools crumble and their, you know, kids be, you probably know about the 11-year-old girl who was forced here in Colorado. She says she was forced to bed with a transgender boy on some kind of a trip. Make it into that story. I've got some details on it later. Uh, but people are seeing the results of not paying attention, of not getting involved, of of whining so much about mean Donald Trump. And meanwhile, Democrats, when they're in charge, just letting everything fall down around you and around us and around each other. And so I, I think that's part of the reason we had such um, just 
were having such great numbers at the Arapaho Tea Party. And we will be back hot and heavy come January. If you are interested in that kind of an activity, and of course we're always looking for younger people. If you know me and my white head, um, I'm kind of exemplary of the majority of people who come to the Tea Party. We get some 40s and 50s in there, which is young now to a guy like me. But young people need to get more and more involved. And uh, thank God for people like Charlie Kirk, who with through Turning Point Action, Turning Point USA, is um, is bringing young people, college-age kids, into the America First, uh, you know, kind of survive-or-die situation that we're in, but uh, really helping them open their eyes and um, and not be silenced and canceled and lied to and embarrassed if they have alternative viewpoints to their college professors. We, we're seeing the the leader of the University of Pennsylvania who had to give it up, who had to tender her resignation. Elise, uh, what was it, Stefanik, I think. No, no, Elise Stefanik is the um, Republican who called her out in Congress. The Penn president, was her last name was McGill, as I recall. But after her embarrassing performance in front of Congress, a $100 million donor withdrew his support from the University of Pennsylvania. And the Board of Trustees... Uh, wanted her to resign. She voluntarily tendered her resignation along with a trustee or two. Just another great sign that the chickens are coming home to roost. The the exposure of what's going on on our college campuses and the indoctrination just nonstop. The weakening of the thinking of our young people. The need for safe spaces, and if you bring, a, for instance, a conservative viewpoint onto campus, the security that has to be provided, if you can even get them in there, and if they can even get through their speaking, it's people are waking up, and I think it's going to be a terrific in many ways, but certainly very interesting 2024. I mentioned the Rappo Tea Party, and someone asked about the Christmas party. We had been ta- thinking about having an Arapaho Tea Party Christmas party. We were going to join up with a Parker group, and it, it's just not going to happen. I just there's only so much I can do, especially this holiday season, which you know has this darkness over it. Um, we're still trying. We had a great Christmas party for my office, a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't been out to see the the phony Cirque du Soleil performance, and I say it's just not actual Cirque du Soleil. Cirque de Soleil. It's just not actually them, but it's the kind of stuff that they do and the ice sculpture and the little, you know, Christmas villages and things that they've got set up at that massive place. Very much worth your time. And, uh, you know, even even in the midst of loss, we're going to create traditions. We're going to continue to do stuff, find things to be happy about. Very, very important that we all stay involved in you know, especially if you have kids and ki- and grandkids in keeping things exciting and optimistic for their lives moving forward. And that, that is a real motivation for me. We've spent a lot of the show talking about the CCP virus, COVID-19. And um, before we move away from that topic and run out of time here in this segment, Charlie Kirk posted up a very important interview by Rand Paul 
where he documents what he calls an, quote, orchestrated Wuhan lab leak cover-up and how Fauci, Anthony Fauci, and the CIA are obstructing Congress from investigating years of dual-use and bioweapon funding. Stuff is unbelievable, and we wouldn't know about any of it but for Elon, Elon Musk buying X and allowing people to actually get this stuff back out into people's, you know, people's social media, into the conversation, etc. Here's what Rand Paul had to say. USAID, NIH, HHS, they're withholding documents because they funded the lab in Wuhan. Not just once, not just twice, but for a decade. We have Anthony Fauci on record as saying that even if gain-of-function research infects a scientist and a pandemic occurs, that the knowledge would be worth the risk. We have Anthony Fauci saying there's, I'm sorry, this is a Rand Paul continuing. There's a safety committee that was supposed to review this, and Anthony Fauci allowed this research to be done at his signature without the approval of the safety committee. For this, he really should go down in history, perhaps as one of the worst people in public office ever, and responsible for more deaths, deaths than any other individual in the medical world. Man, oh man. We also know that Fauci, this is Rand Paul, was visiting the CIA in early 2020. We also know that the CIA scientists, seven of them, voted six to one to say that COVID-19 came from a lab and then they were reversed by superiors. Fauci wasn't recorded on visitor logs, but he was appearing frequently at the CIA. Huh. Why wouldn't they report him on the visitor logs, I wonder? Rand Paul concluded, or at least continued, he was also in charge of a lot of bioweapons money and a lot of things that had dual use. And the CIA won't reveal any of this to us in Congress. They had weekly meetings on dangerous dual-use research concerns and gain-of-function. And not one item of any of those meetings has been released to us, not released to Congress, despite us asking for it for over three years. Are these three-letter agencies out of control? Is the Department of Justice out of control? The American people have no oversight arm if these agencies have the power to tell Congress to go screw themselves. It's phenomenal what we have allowed to happen. And, of course, we've got Republicans rolling over on... Uh, refunding, again, the FISA court without the proper checks and balances in place. I'm not necessarily opposed to these secret courts to target terrorists, but we know now without question that these FISA courts and these these one-sided search warrants were used to try and make up lies about Donald Trump. They're used to target American citizens. Fauci's net worth increased something like 60 to 70% during the pandemic. I mean, it's unbelievable. Kind of hard to uh, jump into a wonderful Elvis Presley song talking about something so serious and so important. But that's why you and me have to stay on top of our federal government 
and vote Republican in 2024 and 2025. Right back. Backbone Radio with Matt Dunn on Denver's local talk leader. News Talk 710 KNUS. Yeah, women will do that to you. Back at 450, Backbone Radio, Randy Corcoran here for Dr. Matt Dunn. Good to have you along and... Uh, Getting to be oh darkness out there. It's just uh, we're what now twelve days away, I think, from the winter equinox, when uh, all of a sudden the days will start to get longer again. And when I thought when I first got here, I checked temperatures and I thought, wow, hell is really cooling off because it was forty six degrees in Aurora and forty six degrees in Hell, otherwise known as Denver. It's almost always hotter in Hell, but. That trend has returned because it's 43 now, 44 in Denver. Ah, my, my, my once beautiful Mile High City. So before we move on to other topics, I met a guy, gosh, probably, I don't know, two, maybe more than that now, several years ago, who is, um, uh, he keeps track of government spending. He runs an organization called Open the Books and uh, sends out a newsletter and um, these just incredibly detailed exposés on the expenditures and the spending by government agencies. And since we spent the last couple of minutes of the last segment talking about Fauci and the way he and the CIA refused to turn information over to the people, to Congress, uh, even in a dark room, even in a sequestered security place, they're, they're refusing to give over information. Fauci and his wife, Christine Grady, reported a net worth of more than $11 million after he retired as director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases at the end of last year. Over $11 million. $11.5 million in assets with Fauci responsible for the majority of those. And here's the real kicker. Fauci's wife, Christine Grady, the institute that she runs is the institute that gives drug approval to the FDA. She's the head of the National Institute of Health Bioethics. They're the company that approves drugs for the FDA. She is married to Anthony Fauci. Just unbelievable. When he left government, his salary was $481,000 per year. That's more than the President of the United States. He was the highest paid government employee, Anthony Fauci. And, you know, 
that's not any chump change by any stretch of the imagination, almost half a million dollars a year. But that's not where he made all of his money. Fauci and his wife saw their net worth. Now, think about what was going on between January of, say, 2019 and December of 2021. Their net worth increased $5 million, according to Open the Books. Details you can find at OpenTheBooks.com. And this is the guy who, of course, championed, well, I don't have this audio up today, but we played this a ton on my Saturday show before, where uh, in one breath, Fauci is saying, I didn't shut down anything. And then in the one that I would play right after that, I recommended to the president that he shut everything down. Just two-faced, absolute, in-your-face, no accountability lying and death as a result $481,000 it's just incredible and their net worth went up $5 million which is like 70 60 to 70 percent of where they started between January 2019 and December 2021 his wife runs the agency that recommends or approves drugs recommends the approval of drugs to the FHA. Champion masks. Champion of vaxes. Remember the pictures of him sitting at the baseball game? No mask. Unbelievable. He took a million dollars. I'm just running through some of these statistics, so sorry for the gaps there, but took one million dollars from at least one nonprofit agency called the Dan David Foundation in 2021. The reason they gave him a million dollars is because he would speak, quote, speak for speaking truth to power and, quote, defending science under Trump. Now, Fauci has said that uh, royalties, that Fauci said he donates all of his royalties to charity. Well, when he got this million dollars for, quote, speaking truth to power, I wonder what he was speaking at those CIA meetings we talked about in the last segment. And when he was defending science, remember, he is science. I, Anthony Fauci, am, are science. He got that million dollars for doing those two things. He kept 910000 of it and contributed 10% to scholarships. Unbelievable. They're treated like they've just devoted their life to the public, to public service. Government workers working tirelessly and selflessly. And they have become DECA millionaires as government employees with an increase of 60% during COVID. O-M-G. So now, Fauci is actually part of the faculty of Georgetown University, distinguished professor at the Infectious Disease Division. 
Just unbelievable. And Fauci's comment on that was, quote, this is a natural extension of my scientific, clinical, and public health career, which was initially grounded from my high school and college days when I was exposed to intellectual rigor, integrity, and servant-mindedness of Jesuit institutions. A liar, two-faced, self-enriching, duplicitous, talking about lying about the Wuhan lab, lying about gain-of-function research, which is taking a virus and increasing its dangerousness to human beings as a weapon, and the use of viruses as weapons, all being investigated at these same places. And then we have Rand Paul saying what he could say, and I'm sure there's an awful lot that he can't say, that he learns in his different roles in Congress that Fauci was visiting the CIA, that he's not on the visitor logs, that six out of seven scientists, CIA scientists, voted to admit that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus, COVID-19, came from a lab and they were reversed by superiors, administrators, bureaucrats, the fourth branch of our government, not a constitutionally created branch, out of control. So please, when you hear the ads for get your COVID jab update, go get your booster, take your six-month-old in for their first two COVID jabs. Please think twice about it. Please do your work. It's the last word I'm going to say about this. I promise. Republican debates, Democrat stupidity. Next. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.